Well, greetings, greetings, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I am your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode with Owen Mullen. Now, Owen is a an alumni of a Wrong Place, Right Crime, a return visitor, not a very common event, uh, and he has a new book coming out in the Charlie Cameron uh, PI series set in his uh, hometown of Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, called The Accused, and it uh, just dropped yesterday. So hot off the presses, we're going to talk to him about that and uh, some of his other work. But first, I want to remind you that Wrong Place, Right Crime is proudly sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is a mid-sized publisher of crime fiction, most of it at the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. Uh, if that's the kind of stuff you like, and if you're listening to this show, I'm guessing there's a fair chance you do, you can uh, find out more at their website, downandoutbooks.com. That's down and out, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. All right, folks. Well, I am uh, coming at you, as always, from uh, the high desert of uh, central Oregon, uh, where it is brisk out today, although it is sunny. Um, And uh, last week we talked with James Swallow, which is always a joy. Uh, Also a return guest. Uh, He could probably come on about five times before we'd start repeating ourselves. Uh, Just a wonderful guy and and has done a lot of work. Uh, And I had a great time uh, with Eric Beatner as co-host. I'm going to do uh, three or four more of those co-host episodes this season. So you have to let me know what you think. Uh, The one thing I didn't mention that I do want to tell you now is that uh, Wrong Place Right Crime has its own website now. Previously, it was nested on franksafiro.com, my website, and it still has a page there, but it has its own site now, which is cleverly titled wrongplacerightcrime.com. So that's where you can see the most recent episode, Uh, In fact, all of the episodes there, you can do a quick search if you're looking for a particular guest, and uh, you can leave comments on the episodes if you like. So check that out, wrongplacerightcrime.com, where uh, you will now see this episode with Owen Mullen. And so why don't we go straight to Glasgow and uh, talk with Owen. Well, hello, Owen, and welcome to the show. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? I should say welcome back. You are a rare return guest to Wrong Place Right I'm Crime. Indeed, that's right. That's right. Happy to be back. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, if folks uh, want to do a little bit of a deeper dive on your background, I, I really would recommend they go back and listen to uh, that, that episode because uh, we're kind of facing forward in this one. Um, you've got a couple of new books coming out. Uh, but for those folks who missed that first episode, maybe you could give us a quick uh, idea. Who, who is Owen Mullen and uh, what kind of books do you write? Okay, I'm a crime writer from Glasgow. I've spent my life, I think I've spent my life suiting myself. My mother, who died a few years ago, she used to say I was the only man she'd ever met who was permanently on holiday. Um, <laughs> I think that was a wee bit, wee bit uh, inaccurate because it's not, it hasn't always felt that way. But I've certainly done a lot of the things that I wanted to do. I was a musician for a long time, played in different rock and pop bands. I ran a marketing company. I was a session musician in London, session singer in London for a while. Then I built a house with my wife, Christina, built a house in the island of Crete. We moved out there, only just come back. We were there on, you know, there and back between Crete and Scotland for 15 years. The whole project was a 20-year span, I think. We decided to return. We got an offer on the villa. We took it and we're back. I have to say I'm really enjoying it. In a couple of weeks, having a break just now, in a couple of weeks, I'll start writing uh, the next book, uh, probably in the Glass family series. 
four in the Glass series. The book that's coming out uh, this week is number four in the Charlie Cameron series called The Accused. And really, uh, I've been writing, I guess, for about 14 years. Yeah, 14 years. It took me about eight or nine years before anyone paid a lick of attention to me. The world had no use for me for a long, long time. Rejection after rejection. Sometimes rejections, you know, I'd write and ask if they would read the book, and they said no, <laughs> which is pretty, they weren't even rejecting me uh, because it wasn't any good. They were just rejecting me. You've got to, it's, it's, an un, it's not an unusual story for people in, the, in this business. You've got to get used to it. Um, I think the trick is to not give up, keep trying. So I did. About four or five years ago, I self-published against my better judgment of my life persuaded me to do that. But that got me a, a deal with a publishing, a publishing proper publisher. And I was with them for a couple of years. And out of the blue, I got a really good offer from Boardwood Books, who are going to be a big name in publishing, I think. And they're ripping it up over here. And they initially offered me a three-book deal, which they changed to a four-book deal because they added the Charlie Cameron book that we're going to talk about. They added that in. And uh, so I've got two of those books have come out of the four book deal. They've been published and the two are still to come. And just well, a week ago or something, they, they wrote to me and said, listen, um, we want to offer you a new six book deal. So so they, they want to stay with me for a while. Clearly. And that kind of commitment to your career is uh, very heartening. And it's easy. Someone said to me one time, it's easier to write if you know you're getting somewhere with it. Mm. Um, certainly those wilderness years, it was tough. All I had was really a belief and a tenacity not to give up. Looking back on it now, I wonder why I didn't. Um, but I didn't. And here I am. Here I am, Frank. Yeah, here you are. I mean, was that six in addition to the four or extending the four into six? Six in addition to the four. So 10 total. So that's that'll take me, um, you know, the accused comes out well, next week. Hustle, uh, I think, comes out in January. And from then on, although I'll start writing them now, from then on another six. Now, they would like to, me to write six books in two years, and I've kind of politely told them, because during COVID, uh, we were really holed up on the side of the mountain we lived in, uh, in Crete. And there was nothing to do, nowhere to go. It was safer not to go anywhere. So I wrote three books in 13 months, which is, uh, with the kind of books I write, that's really, uh, that's really grinding it out. But it's not a life I'm anxious to adopt. So uh, I'll, I've told them that um, I'll write, I can write two a year, but three a year is just too much. I, I have other things to do. You know, I've got, I, want to, I want to have a balance in my life. I want to live a little bit. I think that's important. It's also important, too, because if you, if you were overtired and if it really becomes a grind, the work is bound to be affected by that. Mm -hmm. The COVID scene was a different circumstance. There's lots of things I want to do, lots of places I want to go, and that will help the writing. Yeah. So six books will take, I think, three years. So 22, 22, 23, 24. They'll be offering me a new deal in 25. I <laughs> <laughs> now, Charlie Cameron, one of the series is the Charlie Cameron series that has The Accused uh, coming out on September 21st. So who Charlie Cameron works in Glasgow, right? What, what kind yeah, of does. PI is he? When I created Charlie, I didn't want him to be the archetypal maverick, down at heel, alcoholic, 
um, tragic personal relationships, you know, strewn behind them, the wreckage of these. I want them to be a guy who's kind of got got it together. And it was, and to a large degree, that's who he has. He has got, he has got a thing in his past um, that's revealed in book one, but it doesn't play any further part in it. He's a, he's a guy who's doing all right. His sidekick, Patrick Wogue, gets all the funny lines because Vasco's a very humorous place. There's a lot of humour in, in the air, and I wanted to try and capture some of that in the writing. But I didn't want to make it a kind of funny book. I don't really go, um, you know, the kind of TV things where they laugh at death, you know, kind of Starsky and Hutch, and they're really, you know they're never going to get killed because they're just too funny. And they make jokes all the time. I, I didn't want it to be that. I wanted to, it to have a strand of humour, but only that. So Charlie's, a, Charlie's the main guy. He's a pretty centred guy. And he's got his little coterie of people who appear in each of the books. And they're characters in their own right. And that's good because it means as a writer, you can d- dig into them, you can delve into them, you can expand them, develop them, explore them. We get to know them. One of the things about crime writing is that uh, the pace is very, very important in the 21st century, especially. No one wants to wait for the gratification. They all want it now, now, now. There's a great audience, too, who really want gory, gory. And I kind of balk at that, but I don't really want the blood running down the walls. But the pace is important. The challenge for me is to develop the characters properly so they're believable, understandable people uh, that we can relate to without pace taking a toll on that. So the story keeps rocking on, you know. And I think I've managed to do that. I've written, started off, I wrote Games People Play, which was uh, long-listed for the, the Michael Vanny Crime Book of the Year, and I think I spoke to you about that. Then I wrote uh, another two. They've changed the names. The new publisher have changed the names. Um, the second one is now called The Wronged, and the third one is called Whistleblower. The one that comes out on the 21st next week is The Accused. They actually revisited the series, the publisher did, and that's where the, the addition to the three, the, additional, the original three-book deal became a four-book deal because they said, hey, Owen, what about writing another Charlie Cameron? And I was quite keen to do that, so I had half of one already written. My wife, Christine, works on all this stuff with me, so we really just sit down, put our heads together, and come up with a, another a secondary storyline, which we did, and uh, we put it all together, edit the hell out of it, and you've got a book. Well, now the accused, you know, it, it the description starts out with a pretty good uh, uh, grab you sort of line. Uh, Glasgow PI Charlie Cameron knows Kim Rafferty is bad news the moment they meet. Now you talk about Chandler and 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 these uh, classics yeah. being your your influence, and that is definitely uh, you know straight out of that. That line would work in 1946. Well, I have to tell you, I've never thought about that to this moment, but you are bang on with that. That is a, that is a Philip Marvel line or a mm-hmm. Sam Spade line before him. You know what I mean? It really is. And I didn't I didn't think of that at the time. The hustle, I, th- I think it, it works, hustle. though. I do think it works. I mean, I, it's not a criticism by any means. It definitely works. No, no, no. No, no, no. I would be, I would be quite, quite happy to um, beg, borrow, or steal from those guys. <laughs> um, or pay homage. Pay, or pay homage. Funnily enough, the line that opens up Hustle is a quote from Danny Glass, who appears in the, in the first book. And it says, uh, and this again, it seems to be very of that genre kind of thing. It says, um, three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, I heard that quote attributed to uh, the Hells Angels years ago, and I always thought that was the correct attribution. And when I was working on uh, In the Cut, which is uh, one of my Spokompton novels that has a motorcycle, Outlaw Motorcycle Gang as the backdrop, um, I revisited it and did a little research. And I think it actually harkens back to Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why that, that is both interesting and disappointing. It's interesting that it has all these attributions in the past. But it's disappointing because I, th- I thought I hadn't invented it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good line, and it's very true. Going back to the accused, and we'll come back to the to the uh, to, to hustle. What what is Charlie faced with in the accused? This this uh, woman Kim Rafferty uh, is bad news for him. How so? She's bad news for him because Kim Rafferty is the wife, the unhappy wife of Sean Rafferty, who's the king of the East End, gangster king of the East End of Glasgow who's kind of been, in two of the books, has kind of been Charlie's nemesis. I wouldn't vaingloriously claim that he's um, the Moriarty to Charlie's Sherlock, but it's that kind of, that kind, he's a recurring character. And Kim wants Charlie to disappear her, help her escape mm. the, the, the abuse that she's suffering at his hands. What's interesting about it is that's not what actually happens. Uh, in the book, Charlie kind of avoids that. He revisits it in his thoughts, but he turns her down because he realizes there's nothing, you know, there's nothing good for him down that road. <laughs> and it's actually the other, it's actually the other story. All my, all my books have always two kind of main strands in them. And in the other one, Charlie's approached by a guy who's just come out from Bowie Prison, having served 15 years. For a crime that, for murder, for a crime that he claims he never did. And on the, on the first day he's out, one of the three witnesses who falsely testified against him was found dead. So he's on the run immediately again. So Charlie's uh, challenge, should he wish to accept it, is, um, <laughs> is to prove that the guy was innocent 15 years ago, almost impossible, and to prove that he's innocent now. Um, and that's the one he gets involved in. The cases with the one with Kim Rafferty and Sean Rafferty, they kind of brush up against each other now and again, overlap almost slightly. But what you get is, a, I think you probably get a good value for money book in this respect. You get a genuine bona fide whodunit, mm-hmm. where it's a kind of a, an investigative unraveling of, of the events and the clues in one hand, and on the other side, you get a kind of vicious, brutal uh, gangster being t- I mean, and the, what he does does is, I mean, I I can't turn my head away from the computer a couple of times just to <laughs> just just to able to contemplate. Uh, and of course, I, I don't I don't really um, I don't really dig too deeply into all those those uh, details. I don't want to disgust people or be disgusting myself. But what's happening is for the for the viewer, the reader to imagine. So one hand you've got a direct story, another hand you've got a kind of violent crime gangster story. So I think it adds up. I'm told it works. Uh, I don't know if I asked you this last time we spoke, but it just occurred to me with your mu- musical background, uh, the title of your first uh, book, Games People Play, that's also an Alan Parsons Project song. Or was any inspiration drawn from that or is that just a coincidence? Because it's a pretty common saying. Actually, it was drawn from before the Alan Parsons project. It was drawn from the original Joe South song. Mm. And when I wrote the original draft, 
I didn't realize when I was quite young and at writing, I didn't realize that every time I folded somebody's lyrics, I would have to pay them. So I, I quickly dropped that. But every chapter, I had a quote from the song. Oh, that's um, cool. And what I wanted to do in that book, and I hope I succeeded, I wanted to have you know, serious games and frivolous games that people play in, in life. The, the big lies they tell, the small lies they tell, the big wrongs they do, the small wrongs they do. Um, and that's really what it's about. It's a good song, by the way, as well. Yeah, I, I Joe South, did he do Walk a Mile in My Shoes or something like that? Or I think he did. He also did um, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. So but before we go, though, I want to hear about uh, about Hustle. So, I mean, that's pretty quick to publish something uh, in September and then the next uh, following January, uh, even in the indie world, that's uh, pretty quick. So maybe you could tell us real quickly what The Glass Family is and then uh, about this new book, The uh, Hustle, which comes out in January. Okay, The Glass Family are a South London uh, crime family. Uh, there are three of them. Uh, there's the two brothers are Danny and Luke Glass and their sister Nina. And Nina, when we were writing the book, Nina was a kind of late addition. We'd written the whole thing and my wife read it and she said, it's really great except it's too masculine. There needs some love interest in there, some female interest in there. So we, we, we the sister Nina came along. So these people, the first book really is an introduction to the family dynamic, which is incredibly dysfunctional. Their mother ran away when they were all kids. The father's alcoholic, so Danny had brought up his siblings, Luke and Nina, and he rules them as he rules South London with a, an iron hand. We see the extremes he gets up to as the book goes on. Luke wants out of the business. He's just come out of prison. He doesn't want to go back. He wants out of the business. But uh, to quote that as an Al Pacino line, is it? Just when I thought I was out, they dragged me back in again. That they used to see on the Sopranos all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's what happens to him. That's, but that's, that's, that's the first book, family. The second one is Insider, where um, they, the family discover that uh, they've got a police informant in their midst and how all that works out. And the third one, which comes out in January, Hustle, is uh, the resolution of book two um, and clears the decks for book three to finish the whole thing and book four to start off in a new direction. My aim with this is to uh, write a fast-paced, thrilling gangster book, but also to show that those dynamics that I talked about with the family all the time. People are interested in that, apparently. They, 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 they like it. Well, everybody's family is dysfunctional, isn't it? It just, it just depends <laughs> to what degree. Or, yeah. or is that just me, Mike? <laughs> no, I think, uh, at, what was it that uh, the, the famous opening of uh, Anna Karenina? You know, all, all happy families alike. Every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Absolutely. <laughs> these, guys, these guys are dysfunctional. And, uh, and in a few weeks, I'll be having a break. So in a few weeks, I'm going to start the fourth book. Uh, and I'm really enjoying that because I stayed in London for years. I lived in London for years. And, of course, cities change. Uh, now that I'm back in Glasgow, it's, it's, it'll freshen up when I do a, a new Charlie Cameron. But one day I'll go down there. It'll be easier to go down there and visit for a week or two. You know, it changes all the time. Shops, you go, clubs, pubs, restaurants, they all change all the time, especially through this with the, the pandemic times. So it'll be, it'll be easy to uh, catch up on that. And London, like Glasgow, it's a very, uh, it's a great backdrop to write against. You know, there's lots to say about it. Um, 
lots of references to make without without make, making it an information dump, you know, without without going over the top. Uh, there's pl- there's plenty of good references there. I'm a pretty lucky guy because I'm writing two things and I, and I really enjoy writing both of them. Yeah, and they're and they're fairly different from each other. One's a, a, a straight up crime novel on that side of the the river and then uh, the other one's a pi novel which isn't quite on the side of the police necessarily but certainly uh, closer to that than the glass family is Um, well folks the uh, author is owen mullen Uh, he writes uh, two series uh, the charlie cameron series which uh, is seeing a new book the accused coming out on september 21st if you're more into organized crime fiction and you like london as a backdrop then the glass family uh, uh, series of novels which will have a new book out in January called Hustle, uh, is available. Um, and again, I'd encourage you to uh, also go back and listen to the previous episode that uh, Owen was on because uh, we got into his uh, background and, and his, his musical background and other things that he did and how that influenced his writing. So it's a good listen. Owen, thanks for coming back and being on the show again. Thanks very much, Frank. Great to see you again. All right, folks, there you are, Owen Mullen. Second time around, as good as the first. Uh, I would suggest you go back and uh, listen to that first episode that he was on. Uh, It was episode number 50 back in October of 2019. There's some more information there regarding his uh, other career as a musician and, and so forth. So they really bookend nicely. All right, a Zafiro update for you. Keep an eye on my Amazon page or follow me on social media uh, because uh, many of my titles go on special, uh, free and very cheap uh, pretty frequently. So you can pick up some good deals there and and help me out in the process. Speaking of helping me out, I want to say thanks to uh, Owen for coming on the show and uh, Down Out Books for sponsoring it. And uh, most of all, you, the listener, thanks for being here for season five, uh, episode 126. Uh, We're cruising right along and it's good to have you uh, along for the ride. Next episode of Wrong Place, Right Crime, we will talk to Sheila Lowe. Until then, this is Frank Zaffaro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime.